Hello, hello, hello again. Welcome back to the Colored Creatives Podcast. I am your host, Daniela, and I hope you are having a lovely day wherever you're listening from and whatever time of the day it is. I know I am. Um, Today, I'll be talking about something that I've debated on for a while and had to really think about how to bring up the topic and what to point out specifically. Um, I have a lot of topics on my list, but this is something that I think would be a nice short and quick one for the length of today's episode that I'm aiming for. I've decided to talk about something I don't think it's too popular in the digital media slash creative world. But I think it's quite important. And I'll be talking about how to book thoughtful clients or in an SEO friendly way, five ways to book great clients. (laughs) That's a jab. So thoughtful clients, I use the word thoughtful clients specifically because, you know, there are many articles out there that talk about how to find high value clients, how to, you know, be more efficient, how to make more money, how to be better and more um, effective as a photographer or in whatever field you're in. But I use the word thoughtful here specifically because from my experience, and like I said in the first episode, um, I've been a photographer for the past five years, but in business for real, for real, (laughs) for about two and a half years now. Um, And, you know, I've collected a few experiences under my belt with dealing with clients. I've also worked in customer service industry, in retail or wherever it is. So I've had a few experiences just dealing with clients. But in the creative world, I've had five years of that experience. Um, Something that I've definitely noticed is that there is a gamut of types of clients that you can encounter from people that, you know, they're your friends, your uncles, your aunties, your, you know, your mom, your dad, your brother, your sister, people that know you, to that are absolute strangers that found you off the internet, that are just looking, like they just happened to find you on Kijiji or someone recommended you to them. There's a gamut of like where your clients can come from. And even with that variety, within that variety, there is a range of quality of clients (laughs) and I don't mean just um, monetary quality or monetary value I'm I'm being very specific to make sure I'm not just referring to the actual monetary value because in my experience that is not all that there is to a client relationship it's also about the qualitative quality so the relationship that you build with them what kind of people they are their personalities are they people that are very skeptical are they people that are trying to take advantage of you <laughs> are they people that you know are just trying to get their way or sneak a little thing or you know try to get their way with you and get more than they pay for we all experience those type of clients and i've noticed that um especially in the photography industry a lot of people that you know are booking me for the first time have never booked a photographer for anything and if they have maybe it's a friend of theirs that you know is taking pictures on the side and maybe it wasn't paid <clears throat> well a lot of times excuse me and uh, they haven't actually booked a photographer for a gig or paid one and i find that there's like a gap of knowledge um with those clients they don't know 
what you know what to ask for what to do how to plan a photo shoot for themselves they don't know a lot of inf- they don't have a lot of information from prior experience so i'm typically their first experience and i mean they don't know this but from someone that is also new in the industry it's like okay we're learning together but they don't know that you want to make them feel like you know what you're doing you know <laughs> so I've, I've, i i say thoughtful because I, they're clients that even though they paid me well, um, I did not enjoy the experience working with them. And they're clients that maybe they did not book a very high, you know, value uh, package or I didn't pay, I didn't get a lot of, you know, profit from them, but I truly enjoyed working with them or, you know, and there's that like balance. But most times what I have found is that people that are willing to pay exactly the price that you tell them are not trying to bargain you are not trying to get their way with you typically they end up also being quality clients is there's a bit of a correlation there but that's not something we're going to address in this specific episode this specific episode is about how you as a creator as a creative as an entrepreneur how you can get thoughtful clients clients that you enjoy working with a lot of it is out of your control admittedly i would admit that any day especially when you're starting out you take whatever clients come to you and are willing to pay what you're asking for and you go with it you're just trying to build your portfolio trying to get that experience so you don't exactly have uh the the, the pick of the draw however they they say that um and i'm also someone it's still in that kind of range but i'm getting out of it a little bit because i'm trying i've built my portfolio to a certain point i know what i offer i understand the value of it now it's just about me gearing myself to get better quality clients so as i'm giving this advice i'm also taking this advice trust me (laughs) now um again i find that there are a lot of helpful articles and videos out there showing you know us how to get all these all these other types of you know make more money how to get high value clients but a lot of i don't think there are a lot of articles out there or tools or tips out there to get clients that you actually enjoy working with and i i want to add to the pool of resources for new photographers or new creatives starting out their entrepreneurial journey or their freelancing journey um because freelancers i i feel like they tend to get the brunt of you know excuse me uh, the brunt of not so great clients in the beginning because you're not working for an agency you're not working for a big company it's really whatever comes your way you take so i just tend that i tend to see that you know we get that kind of experience more so than others um and obviously again i'll be speaking from my personal experiences working in my field which is photography but um this can be applied to any other industry i believe anyway because it's all freelancing it's all entrepreneurship you're looking for clients you're offering a service you're selling a service or a product so i believe that this can be applied to any other industry that you're working um and i learn something new every day and i would love to have a, a dialogue with other creatives regarding this topic and get some more tips from them from people in different industries and that might be something that i'll do in later episodes but for today you get to hear my lovely voice and i hope you enjoy it now i wrote a medium article in 2020 that addressed four key things to know as a client booking your first photo shoot So that was um, me addressing the client side of things. So people that are new and want to look for a photographer or whatever it is. 
And, you know, if you're a photographer, just a quick, a quick, like, uh, um, a quick mention for me, if you're a photographer looking for a quick resource, resource to help your clients prepare for their shoot with you and their first timers, maybe just like you, feel free to check that article out. I linked it in the description box. Today's episode will take some elements from that article, but I will apply to a bigger perspective. So again, if you're working in any other part of the creative industry, this is something that you can use. So why don't we jump into it? Number one, how to get or book a thoughtful clients. Number one is that you need to think like a client. Something that really helped me in the past two years of my business is uh, when I actually booked a photographer for myself, for a photo shoot for myself. I decided to book a photographer after a couple months of, you know, some client work. I got some money. It's not cheap. Anything that you want to do, you got to do it well. I found a really good photographer in Toronto and I actually, I'll just give her a shout out because she's great. It's Desired Media. Um, and I think her name is Desiree. She's a great photographer. Amazing. You can go check her, her out on Instagram. Um, but I decided to book a photographer to do my branding shoot so that I had professional shots of myself. And you can also check out my article on LinkedIn about booking a branding shoot. <laughs> but that is something that I chose to invest in because I, first of all, I knew that I did not love being in front of the camera and I had worked my way up to getting the confidence to be being photographed because it's all great in the hood <laughs> when you are taking all the pictures, but you never show up in any of them and it's also worse when you're a professional trying to have a professional you know platform on instagram or linkedin and you don't have any professional shots of you and you're a professional photographer so i definitely had to invest in that and i chose to do that in 2020 so that really that experience really changed my outlook on my business because i saw the process from the client perspective i saw the questions that i had what made that process seamless for me what made it a little bit janky what made it like not so great and what i would have improved on if i were i was the photographer in that scenario but it really helped me understand what a client would be looking for when booking me what information they want to know and that's number one here you need to think like a client if you want to get more thoughtful clients if you were a client what information would you like to know is it the pricing is it the location is it the fine print is it how many pictures do you want to get out of it are they going to be edited in a certain way like the fine print of it all what do you think you would want to know if you were a client i really do suggest and advise excuse me, every photographer or even, I mean, it might be different in a different industry like graphic designing. I don't, like, if you can gra- if you can design your own thing, you probably wouldn't book someone else. But I really do suggest finding someone to either book a photo shoot or just be on the client side of things and not the, you know, the service provider. So you can see how, you know, so you can see, like, you can evaluate how you are providing a service and you know, make it better for yourself. From that experience where I booked a photo shoot, I, you know, I saw how great, and Desiree was amazing with the, I mean, the outcome, the photo shoot itself with communication with her, you know, client management, she was amazing. It was actually through her that I found the current um, client management platform that I, I use right now. And it's honestly saved me so much time and brought in so much clients. I can go into that in a different episode, not this one though. 
and also no free promotions. <laughs> but Desiree was amazing. But it, sure, my experience with her made me realize that, okay, this is what I need to find a better platform to send my clients email, be, emails. Because me seeing the platform that she used, how smooth and seamless it was from the moment I inquired about her services and her prices to the moment I got the first email, I, I selected my package, I made the payment, I signed the contract. It was so smooth. I was like, I want to know what this is about. I want to have it too. <laughs> and I, I went ahead to, to, you know, sign up for that platform. But you as a service provider, as a creative understand what your clients are looking for from the technical you know um part of it like you know from the deliverables to the quality of the actual experience so the experience from when they reach out to you on instagram or through your website to a phone call to the contract whatever it is no try to understand what a client is looking for so that you can implement it in your own business and something that i i know um as a person, uh, again, that's been on the client side a lot of times in it, whether it's in retail or whatever it is, try like avoid hiding in fine print, make it very plain, <laughs> make it as plain as you can possibly get. And that is why I really enjoy the, uh, the platform that I use for client management. I'm just going to shout them out right now, but I'm not, of course, I'm not getting sponsored from them. Amen. Hopefully in the future, um, HoneyBook, HoneyBook is an amazing platform that, helps you manage your clients through from emailing to contracts to um, invoicing to tracking payments to tracking project process um, project um, progress they're really amazing but that is something that um, they what they, what they really do well is even in the in the contracting like when you you create a contract they have templates there too but I have to specify it for myself and that's some research that I had to do I had to find photographer templates contract templates online and trust me you can find it anywhere just google it and look make sure you look through the fine print do the hard work read through it all just so that you know exactly what you're going to be giving to your clients but something that i love about their platform is that they use a very um legible and readable like easy to read format for their contracts and it doesn't look like you know one of those terms of use contracts that you you get when you open a new app or you're signing into it or you're creating an account on facebook or whatever it is you don't have to read a whole like a billion gazillion words to understand what you're signing up for i love that about honeybook and i love that for my contracts I like to make it very plain. I like to make the headings clear. I don't like whatever you do not like, do not do it for your business, for your clients. I like to have things easy to read, plain, legible, have everything that I need to know in the first page. And that is what I do. I, I try to make my contract very succinct to have the main things out there to stand out, to have the words and the paragraphs spaced out appropriately. Whatever needs to be bolded, I bold it. Whatever needs to be underlined, I underline underline it. Whatever needs to be italicized, I do that too. So do that too for your clients because it makes it so much, it makes the experience of booking you and working with you very pleasurable and easy to do. And again, break down important info very plainly. So what I try to do now with my clients is Whenever I'm sending out, sending them the invoice or a contract or just like sending them my packages, I tell them what the next steps are. The next steps are, hey, take a look at this and let me know 
if what, what package you'd like and we can discuss more. If they've selected a package, okay, next step is you need to book a call with me. You need to um, select a date. You need to select a location. Have you thought about this? So giving them those next steps and outlining them really well. And another great thing about HoneyBook, this is not supposed to be an ad for them, but here we are. <laughs> a great thing about HoneyBook is they have all of that. Um, you can save those as templates, so you don't have to type that out all the time. But even if you don't have a, a platform like that, you can easily just save them as templates on your computer or your hard drive and just have that send out, sent out to your clients. Number two, how to book thoughtful clients is be approachable. How, do you, how, how can you be approachable online? You can be approachable through your tone, in your email, how even if you're texting people and they reach out to you through text or Instagram, how are you, what is your tone in your typing, in your writing? Do you have a friendly tone? Do you have a very monotone? <laughs> or do you have, rather, do you have a monotone? Are you, do you sound approachable? Do you sound excited to talk to them? Do you sound um, like you are someone that they can easily come to and ask questions? Or do you sound intimidating? Is your email greeting friendly? Is your email closing friendly? I adopted a new um, email closing or whatever you call that, you know, at the end of the email where you write sincerely or um, regards, whatever it is. <laughs> I recently adopted using the word warmly. I saw it somewhere else with someone else that I booked with and I just loved it because it made me feel good. I, I read it and I'm like, I like that. I'm going to take that for myself. <laughs> So I started using warmly my emails. There are some emails that it doesn't work with, so I don't use it there. But I make sure even the word cheers, I love it because I'm that I'm a warm person and I'm a cheerful person. So I use that in my emails because I want my clients to see that I am sending this out of love, out of warmth. I want you. I want to work with you. Book me. <laughs> That's the idea behind that. So what about you? What are you, are you, are you, you know, signing off your emails with sincerely best regards? Does it sound like you're emailing someone in your office? If it's that situation, then please go ahead and keep using that. It really depends on your industry, right? Um, but if you know you're more like you have more of a bubbly personality or you're more quirky, you know, actually something as little as your email um, opening and your closing, like can really communicate that. So adopt that for, for yourself and make sure you give the impression that you're here to help. And a simple way to do that, a very easy way to do that is to, at the end of every email, even if it's a very straightforward email and there should really be no questions, just put in there, let me know if you have any questions. And I tend to add exclamation marks and things like that because I want them, I want to pass across that I'm excited to help you, but you don't have to do that. But that is a very simple line you can add at the end of every communication that would really communicate that I'm actually here to help you. I want to answer your questions. And I also like using emojis. People, not in emails though, but I know everyone has a different, you know, opinion about emojis and professional communication or whatever. I am a casual person. I have a bit of professionalism in everything I do, but if I'm texting you, if I'm emailing you, I do want to show you that I'm excited and I this is my personality. So do try to communicate your personality regardless of how you choose to communicate and what your tone is, but give the impression that you are there to help and you're happy to help them. Number three, and that's the last one I promise, guys. I think earlier I said four, but that was just a joke. <laughs> Um, so number three, communicate and do not leave anything to the imagination. 
And that's, again, number three of how to get thoughtful clients. Communicate, communicate, communicate. One mistake that I've made in my journey so far is assuming that clients know what to do and are aware of the situation or assuming that they would assume the best of any situation. It's best for you not to do that. (laughs) Assume the worst as the provider. Assume the worst. Assume that the client will never understand. Assume that they don't know what to do. I'm not saying that your clients are stupid. That is not what I'm communicating. But just assume that you're literally communicating everything they need to know. Make it very plain and put it right in front of them. Now, I've learned this because I've made mistakes. There's important information that I should have included from the get-go and um i did not so that's something that i've learned to do now and i'm still i'm still trying to you know improve on that but always assume that people might not assume the best and just make every piece of communication very clear to them and especially when money is involved a lot of people do not assume the best you know their clients and even for me too i know that i can get very critical especially when money is involved if i'm paying someone to do something i have high expectations so just have that in mind okay Walk your client through your creative process and your timeline. Communicate when things go as planned. Communicate when they go horribly. And always communicate sooner than later. No one wants to feel like they've been taken advantage of or or they've been taken for a fool or lied to. So just keep your clients informed. Again, this is very important. Best way to get a thoughtful client is being thoughtful yourself. You want to make sure that you are making your way plain before them and showing them everything that they need to know. Don't hide things that should be important. Don't hide fees. Don't hide, you know, the fine print. Don't hide things that they should know. I might get them in trouble or, you know, make everything very clear. Contract is the best way to do this. And that's why I say make sure your contract is actually readable and or easy to read and legible. <clears throat> make sure you're highlighting the things that are very important and easy to miss. So, Contract is your best friend when it comes to communicating these kind of fine print information, but also when it comes to if last their last minute changes, if you don't have a kind of equipment that you thought you'd have, I like I believe in utmost honesty. There are some things I wouldn't tell my client because you know they might freak out and they might not even understand what I'm saying. But there are times when I say, "Hey, here's an equipment that would help me achieve this goal." I'm not able to have this thing either because I need to rent it and it's not available or it just broke the other week. I'm going to do my best. I'm going to, of course, I'm going to deliver my best results to you. But I do want you to keep this in mind because this is not the usual circumstances that I work on under. Communicate it. I believe in utmost honesty. I prefer when people communicate, tell me things. And like just make it known to me that, hey, here's what's up. It might not be this way. It might not, uh, you know, it might not come to this end, but I do want you to be aware of it so that if it does, hey, you know about it, right? It helps me with my expectations coming into the situation. So give your clients all the information that you think they would need coming into the situation with working with you. Let them know what your creative process is. Let them know what timelines are. Let them know that this is not how it works. This And you always have clients that will push in ways that, you know, might infuriate you or really frustrate you but as long as you state it and you let them know ahead of time i i find that that makes me feel better and makes me feel secure and finally on this point have everything in writing (laughs) i've heard this so many times in the corporate world and and everywhere you go really in really weird i've heard of situations that did not go very well whether it's school whether whatever it is 
it's so important to have things in writing. Even when you have phone calls, what I'm trying to implement in my business right now is to send recap emails or recap text messages like, hey, it was lovely speaking with you today. Here's what we talked about. Here's what we agreed on. Here are the next steps. Again, making it so plain before them so that they are informed at every step of the way. So put everything in writing. This also really helps you in case things go awry. And, you know, maybe there's a client that maybe has ulterior motives and are trying to frame you for something that you did not do or make it seem like you did not do your due diligence. Having things in writing makes it plain before both of them. Hey, it's right in front of us. I said this. This is exactly when I said it was going to be due. This is what I said it was going to be provided. It wasn't a contract that you signed and I made it plain before you. It really covers your butt. Trust me, have everything in writing, have a contract, have a, a mutual agreement with your clients whenever you go into any, any, any service agreement or situation. Those are my three tips for today. I said I was going to keep it short and sweet. We're coming close to 30 minutes. My bad. I do love to talk, but I really hope this was helpful for you. I know that I wish I had this information starting out in my photography journey, and I really hope this helps you. Let me know if there is something I did not address or something that has really helped you and I did not, you know, address in this in this podcast, in this episode. I'll be happy to make more episodes in the future and maybe feature another creative that's all for today thank you so much for listening thank you so much for supporting remember to follow and subscribe and follow the instagram page i'd love to see you next time cheers